Dude City Horror. What Good up? evening. Sorry. Good timing, Matt. Good job. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I know this is a couple weeks afterwards, but um, everybody should have heard by now the episode two for CreepyCon. I don't know if you caught that one with the interviews. No, not yet. Great. You don't even listen to our own show. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had things get in the way, but great. I the so <laughs> the equipment I use for CreepyCon had some problems. So I prefaced that episode with like apologizing to everybody because there's technical issues that we're still trying to work out and getting the timing on when we actually come into our show is still one of them. Uh, technical difficulties, scheduling conflicts. What are you talking about, man? We're, we're top notch here. Professional. <laughs> you know, uh, well, welcome. Welcome back. Uh, another great episode of mutant city horror. I've been looking forward to this cause, uh, you know, we've had, uh, like you said, some scheduling conflicts and uh, whatnot and stuff. We did do one last week. Uh, it should be posted, what, this week some point? If you're uh, listening to this one, it's already posted. Oh, if you, okay. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. I was, I was trying to figure that. Okay. Yeah, we... Uh, messages. Yeah. Secret time. Uh, we're ahead a week in our recording, so... Um, we're, you know, if we reference last week, then nobody knows what we're talking about. Cause they haven't really heard that one yet, but either okay. way, it doesn't matter. Good. It's always, it's always better to be ahead anyways. Well, yeah, but also at the same time, I don't think anybody comes here for the production value and the professionalism and the organization. They're here. Oh, to... well, what the fuck? Can I quit, man? What? <laughs> They're here to listen nah. to sloppy drunks, talk shit about B movies. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of yeah. which, what are you drinking? Oh, yeah. So today uh, I was out grocery shopping because I was in long need. I had to get some stuff for like uh, making lunch for work and stuff. And there I found some Jack Daniels, hmm. uh, Tennessee Apple. I, I, you know, it's it's kind of funny how it falls into place, too. Uh, there is there is an appearance of Jack Daniels in this film, I noticed. And I was like, oh, cool. I just picked the right one, I guess. I don't know. There you go. How's the apple, so, though? It tastes like apple. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 the if the Jack is a little much for you, you know, like uh, you know, some people just like the way you know bourbon tastes and stuff like that. And uh, I I think uh, the apple is a definite definite good uh, definitely a a good change of pace. Um, oh, this shit goes down smooth. I'm not gonna lie. No, the honey the honey Jack um, is one of my favorites. So. I was just always curious about the apple because I've never had it. That honey jack is bomb. I got you know I'll probably if I if if I can salvage this bottle I could probably save you some and bring it to you next time I see you. Uh, if not, I'll just you're you know, not saving pick up a new bottle shit. when you're I'm with you. You're not saving any of that shit. <laughs> I'm not that much of a drunk. Let's quote unquote. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah, it probably will be. You're right. It's been cold lately, and this shit kind of warms you up from the inside out. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. Inside Out. So, well, there you have it, right? Nice. And uh, and here we go. Uh, brand new, uh, uh, fresh podcast. Uh, 
Um, so, uh, once again, you know, uh, the monsters are running amok, and we're running for that theater where the marquee reads Fall Break. I got a bad feeling about this. By axe. By hook. By blade. By bye. Mutilator from OK Productions. Oh, I mean, the mutilator. Question mark? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to bring that one out. I think officially it got released as Fall Break. And right. then was changed for marketing purposes down the road to Mutilator. So you're right and right. Yeah, I was just I, I remember seeing the title sequence and I now I, I, I this isn't the first rodeo I had with that movie, although it was a very forgetful experience the first time. I was probably fucked up. I don't know, but I, I do remember that. I was so like, the guy oh, yeah, doesn't drink right. that much. <laughs> there are more than than drinks that can get me fucked up, good sir. <laughs> get fucked up. Oh, to the gan- cannabis gods of the great. So, so when did you watch it? Four twenty. Oh, uh, was that? When did you see this before? Oh, uh, it was, it was quite far back there. It was, um, well, I think Joe Joe Bob Briggs had presented it on his show, and uh, man, what I, doesn't he do? Oh, there's he's still got a whole lot to cover, but he does cover a lot of things that I didn't even know existed. Um. Now, I knew that the mutilator was on there. However, it was kind of one of those conditions. Do I watch it by itself or do I watch it Joe Bob Briggs style? So, uh, quite often, I'll watch it. Uh, if he's got it on his uh, his catalog, I'll, I'll watch it there because, uh, you know, it's got a few informational tidbits that I like to, you know, kind of delve deep into. But to be honest with you, I, uh, I went through this um, and I... Yeah, like I said, I, I don't know why. I just didn't remember a lot about it. I remembered some. I remembered this was kind of a, an experience, like like a meh kind of experience. But, you know, it is it is what it is. So. And what about this time? This time around, uh, not much different. Of course, I paid a little more attention, being that this was going to be the focal point of our uh podcast tonight so i wanted to make sure i was fully on board however i did have to um uh take it through uh section by section because i was obviously doing things throughout the day like uh you know laundry basic stuff um even in the shower it's so funny i was taking my phone everywhere with me doing the the stuff that i normally do you know, go out, get this, get this, but I'm doing it. And while I'm in between, I'm watching the movie on my phone. So it's, I don't know how you do that, man. Oh man. It, it it's, it, it takes talent, bro. I've been doing that for a while now, man. <laughs> my boss is the same way. He was telling me, um, we were talking about last of us. Cause he, you know, he's a big, uh, fan of the game too. And, he was like, oh, yeah, I, I started the first one. I'm, like, halfway through it. I'm like, what? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess for me, when I get in the, like, if I'm going to watch a movie, even when I know it's something like The Mutilator, I still want to 
like be in the zone to watch it, you know, sit down, like focus on the story. But, you know, especially when it's something as great as like The Last of Us or Mandalorian or whatever, you know, something that I'm really, really into. Turn off all the lights, turn the system up. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Like I want to like get in engulfed in the story. I want to like turn my brain off for an hour and a half or two hours and just like be in that story. And the idea of like people walking around, turning on lights, being on their phones, talking to me, stepping away and like coming back to it. I just, I don't feel like I get the full effect of the story that way. Okay. I know. I, and I truly agree with you, especially if it's something I'm fully, fully invested in. Which don't get me wrong. Don't tell. I'm not, not going to tell you. I'm not invested in some of these films we're watching. It's just that um, they're just. Uh, I'm still. Uh, well, like like for I'm example, not judging. This, I'm just. I'm just saying. Like I, I just some I don't understand. I don't, I don't. I'm not in the in the uh, the habit of like judging things I don't understand. No, no, I, I know you're not. Understand. And then it's it's not even that. It's it's literally well, it also depends on my my schedule. And we we actually locked this one in what yesterday. Oh yeah, that's and true. I didn't give myself enough time yesterday to actually sit and watch it. I got tired early. Oh uh, shit, even today, man, like I started watching it a bit. And uh after I got done with what I was doing, after I got done taking a shower and everything. I started dozing off and it was funny. It was, I had something around the same um, time frame you had talked about uh, happened to you as well. Uh, so I just thought it was kind of funny, you know? Um, I was like, well, I, I got to make sure I get this. I, I got to get this finished on time before we go about doing this. And here I thought you had watched it yourself, but then you, you also had to, you know, go into it again. Cause uh, you, you yourself, kind of fell asleep on it earlier uh, yesterday or something yeah see that's why i don't judge because there's moments like that yeah exactly but it, i went it in but, but to be fair i did go into it like okay i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna watch this movie you know the plan was to watch it uninterrupted falling asleep was just you know unfortunate circumstance and it's not that the movie was boring um it's just i was tired as fuck man yeah it happens not that big a deal so uh, this is uh, what a 1983 slasher film. Um, jumping right into the slasher genre, right uh, during the craze of like you know, the dawn of like uh, 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 Jason Voorhees stuff like that. You know, like uh, I think at this point, I'm we, glad you said Jason because realized... there's some Jason vibes to this movie. Oh yeah, all the way. It seemed like to follow that 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 exact like route. Like I think this was it this was like the beginning of that they, they found out this is kind of a money maker so tried to do whatever they can with it give us a synopsis of the movie all right it was a dark and stormy night no i'm just kidding all right now we'll start out like this uh some uh okay so given that this movie's supposedly called fall break it's a bunch of students on a fall break not a spring break um, they're on a fall break. Which, no, I'm thinking it's fall kind of weird. Fall break. Right? We're going on a, a fall break. All right. So they're, they're, uh, they're for the first time ever, we're seeing a bored, um, young, young, young people. I wouldn't say College teens. 
yeah yeah they're college kids um bored out of their minds sitting at a diner um and they're like oh man we're so bored what are we gonna do blah 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 for the first time ever in the course of history these were some college kids that had no plan for their break right i already thought that was kind of weird but uh, i like how they left it up to the women to plan it (laughs) they're like you plan it yeah well i mean you know because to who's going to be complaining about the trip if the guys get it wrong, you know? So right. let them, let them do the planning. Right. So anyways, yeah, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Uh, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. So if I'm going to give this a synopsis, I guess I got to start from the beginning. So that would be nice. Yeah. I don't know why I so, didn't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to get into detail because we're obviously going to explain the movie, but, uh, I, I there was a child who accidentally kills his mom and uh, the father's quite pissed about this. Uh, so jump forward the child is now grow up, grown up. He's in college and uh, his dad gives him a call to tell him, Hey, I need you to do some things in the uh, beach house for me. Um, and he goes and he tells his friends, Hey, we got a place to stay. And then boom, they go stay there. And it turns out the place is festering with a psychotic killer dun, dun, dun. and uh, i guess that's about as far as i could take that um that's about it okay uh other than explaining too much about the movie i guess we can just get right into it really. so i guess we'll go a little backwards mutilator uh let me look at my notes here we should probably be more organized well i don't know i should play it from the top myself so. <laughs> it's all good uh, it was a comment about me. So Mutilator, um, directed by Buddy Cooper and John Douglas, written by Buddy Cooper, um, stars Matt Midler, Ruth Martinez, Bill Hitchcock. So Matt Midler plays Ed Jr., um, which is good for us to kind of set parameters so we can just talk about uh, the characters. Uh, so Matt Midler, main character, plays Ed Jr. His love interest is played by Ruth Martinez named Pam. Um, then their buddies, Bill Hitchcock, who plays Ralph. Connie Rogers plays Sue, which is his girlfriend. Uh, Francis Reigns plays Linda. And then Maury Lampley plays a guy named Mike, who they're also a couple as well. Um, Big Ed is the dad in the movie, played by Jack Chatham. Released in 1984. Good job, Matt. Uh, shot in about a month for just a little under a half a mil, like 450,000. Came out October 5th, 1984, and then it was shot in Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, which I think is also where it takes place. So, as you stated, movie starts, opens up on... So the movie opens with this kid... And his mom in the house. Mom's making what appears to be a birthday cake. And then the son runs into the dad's office and hangs a sign on his gun rack that says, Happy birthday, dad, all cleaned by me. So we get the impression that he's going to like clean the guns. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like of all the things you can do for your dad, you're just going to like take the the rifle off the shelf and just start cleaning it? Like, do you even know how to, like, take it apart and properly clean a weapon? 
I mean, but, I, I kind of took it as like maybe the guy was an aficionado for weaponry. Well, he might be. He might actually be. You know, uh, you know uh, stated later on when you see all the, um, you know, uh, animals on the walls and stuff like that. But uh, you know, he he might be one of those guys. that's really fascinated by his guns, and that's probably like his his pride. So maybe, maybe the kid knew that this, he loves his guns. He absolutely loves them. I'm going to do what he's going to like me to do best, clean those fucking guns. Because <laughs> it's normal, right? It's normal for a young six, seven-year-old to be fooling around with uh, live live weapons and stuff, you know? You know you know how I knew he knew what he was doing? How? When he pointed it in his face and st- stared down the barrel. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's got it down. <laughs> like, that. that's a pro move right there. <laughs> And Kids, then, and then, try this at home. <laughs> and then he does what I was expecting him to do, and I only say that because I did this myself. He just like oh, you shot your mom in the back. No, not <laughs> not necessarily. Kidding, I, <laughs> I I was in my backyard one time when I lived in Ontario, um, uh-huh. down the street from Ricky, and we were in my backyard, and I had my um, BB gun that was it was like a little rifle powered by CO two cartridges. And he went to go take a piss and I was like, we were shooting like cans and Christmas light bulbs in my backyard. And I was like, I wonder if this thing is strong enough to like shoot out the sliding glass window to, you know, my parents' bedroom. So I shot it and it just like rained like Christmas. It was just like, it's like, oh, well, I guess it is. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. But this kid had the same kind of inquiry. It was like, I wonder what happens when I shoot this thing. And he shot it. And what happened? Well, he shot his mother in the back. Straight up. It seemed to be a normal, easy, fun going morning with a, you know, fairly tamed family life, it seems like, and stuff. They got everything going. You even got. It even went as far as having the happy birthday music playing in the background. It was a very <laughs> lovely afternoon, right? That was funny. Um, this kid, like, uh, he, just, he just fucks up. I mean, just boom. You know, what turned out to be pretty pretty normal day just turned out to be a complete nightmare and within, I don't know, a minute, 15 seconds or something like that. No, didn't really clock it, but it was somewhere around there. And it was funny because he was laying on the floor, like, trying to comfort his mom. And like figure out what happened, and like the dad rolls up in the car outside, and you see the car pull up, and I was like, "Ooh, he's in trouble." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I was thinking the same thing. Uh oh, <laughs> time to go run and hide. Yeah, yeah. He should have run. He should have run and hid, and then just like popped out and be like, "What'd you do?" You know, like all surprised. <laughs> Yeah, the dad's the dad's reaction to this situation Classic. was a little bit different so from what classy. I would would have thought, but it wasn't too far from what I was thinking too. I mean, he definitely came in quiet. He came in looking at the scene going, "Well, fuck." You know, he just he didn't have a reaction. He just kind of silently came in there, pushed his son Who's like over leaning over his mom, like, oh my god, what the fuck I did I do? It was did? funny that he just pushed him out of the way. Yeah, he's just like, you motherfucker. He just pushes him yeah. <laughs> straight through his ass. <laughs> and then I and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, 
I mean, if that's the worst you get for shooting your mom in the back, that ain't so bad. <laughs> but that's he wasn't true. done, right? He wasn't done. He was, he was making. He was just kind of uh, picking his wife up a little bit, pr- putting her in a more properly positioned, uh, uh, situ- uh, properly positioned area, and and he continues to confront the kid. Kids walking away. He gives him a good slap. Oh I- yeah, the backhand slap. Oh yeah. I was like, there it is. I was like, I was about to go stir crazy. I'm like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with this guy, you know. But but then the dad that, just props up the body against like his chair, and then he like opens the globe to get his bottle of Jack. That's where we see the Jack Daniels. The Jack Daniels made an appearance. Where the fuck did he go? There it is. He pours himself Jack. a glass, and then just sits down and like starts to like drink it, and like pours it in his wife's mouth. And she's like wearing the sign that was on the gun rack. And he's just yeah. like there with her until the cops come, which I mean, no, it's not a spoiler or anything. Well, uh, I don't know. I here here's the thing. This I'm going to say something. Hold on. I'm going to say something. And it's not a spoiler because uh, when we get to the cabin at the house or at the beach, we find out that the killer is the dead. How do we find that out? Because they fucking show us like right off the bat. I was like, yeah, how do you not no just like keep it a one. secret at least? But nope, it was just the dad running around ki- killing kids. He does not have one line in this movie. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about that, yeah. Nope, uh, not one line. He stayed quiet the whole fucking time, which was weird to me. Now you got me really thinking. I'm trying to think, is there any time I ever heard him speak? I, I don't I don't really recall. So the cops come. Um, we don't know what really happens until we cut to the next scene, which is the diner, right? Um, the kids are all there and that's where we meet our, you know, all of our, uh, characters. And like you said, they're just sitting around, not doing shit. They have nothing planned for fall break. They're not going to do anything. And then, um, the Matt Midler character, Ed Jr. gets a call. I mean, it's perceived that like he is the kid. I think there was even a transition of like, a picture like they focused on the young kid and then they like transitioned to, you know, older Ed Jr. kind of in its place. So you realize, okay, this is the same kid. And then he gets that phone call at the bar. Like his dad knows where he drinks and tells him that he wants him to come close up the condo at the beach for the winter or for the fall because, uh, or for the winter, he's got to like put antifreeze in the pipes. He's got to like turn off the gas and the electricity and all that shit. So he's like, hey, I got a place for us to go kick it. And so they transition to a scene where, like, they're in this big-ass fucking boat of a car. And they're waiting to pick up their homie, Ralph. Ralph comes out and says that Sue can't make it. And then she comes out, and they're like, oh, sorry, you can't make it. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, I was just kidding. (laughs) And And ultimately, we're introduced to the trickster of the group, right? Yeah. There's always (laughs) one of those guys. One of those guys that's always trying to make fun out of every situation. Which you gotta have those guys around. Sometimes they turn, you know, they they, they turn the the way for you. Or they, they they turn. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say, man. I've been drinking a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> that's the point of this. But you, you you gotta have those guys. They're a form of entertainment, you know. You gotta have those guys. So that's what Ralph is to us. Though I'm not gonna say his jokes were, admittedly, really that funny, but he tried. So I'll, I'll give him that much. So they hop in the car and they take off 
and this is where the theme music for the show for the movie starts. See how I almost said show, but I caught myself. Yeah, Why did I, I I'm glad that you said that because I do want to touch on that because that's the thing what what got me when you said that that theme music was something that that you enjoyed, and it's funny because when I heard it, I it sounded like a TV show, right? It sounded like something that would be on like your typical family sitcom and shit. So I saw online that somebody <laughs> compared the opening scene uh, with the with the theme music to the opening scene of like Full House. And we're gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on a, a ball break, ball walking break. hand in hand in the moonlight. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm all like, thinking, like, when these guys are editing this, I'm like, did it, did they even know what they were editing? They're like, oh, you know, this is a horror movie, right? And like, fall oh, break, shit. going on a <laughs> fall break. We're going on a, a ball break. Oh my God, dude. And like, I swear to God, I swear to God, I stopped the movie and was like, cause it, cause it plays the song and then it shows you the name of the movie fall break. And I was like, Oh, I'm not watching the right movie. <laughs> I so got what, out of shutter. Out, I got out, out of shutter. Yeah. <laughs> and it says resume. And you're like, well, yeah. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Somebody put the wrong digital copy in the wrong slot, man. Somebody tell Shutter about this. Shit. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. So I backed out. Had to double check, make sure I was watching what I was actually supposed to be fucking watching. Turns out it's mutilator. Lo and behold. Yeah, and it's it's funny too because uh, quite typically. I mean, it happens sometimes, but it's a very rare occasion when it does. But, like, usually if there's a, a title change for a movie, I I just don't know how hard it is to go back and just, like, change that title for it. It might be a little bit harder than I thought it would be, but, like, I, I've seen it happen plenty of times. So why wouldn't they just change the title screen on here? Um, I think in the Blu-ray, like, release, they did. Oh okay. Um, I I saw that there's like um, yeah there there's you can buy it on digital now. It's like remastered and um they had included some like behind the scenes stuff like the making of um and then it's got a new cover for it's got new uh, artwork for the mutilator title instead of fall break. All right. Do you know they're making a sequel of this movie? No, I did not. It seems a little. T- <laughs> it comes out this year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, look. Apparently, uh, there's probably something we should have covered before we got into the um, recap. But this movie's like super popular. It's one of those cult classics. I think I read something online where like Tarantino attributes this movie to being like one of his favorite slasher movies of all time. So, like, it's got a strong following. I've never heard of it before this one. So, I think I just came across it in Shudder and was like, eh, that looks good. Yeah. Yeah, it's typically how I run into some of these, too. It's yeah. the same thing. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's it's weird that the popularity, you know, 
uh, such fan fanfare that comes out of some of these things. But anyways, not gone. Let's get back to the movie. Uh, so they get to the beach house. Um, they find that the door is wide open. So the girls are a little afraid about what happened. They go inside. The guys are like, whatever. It's cool. We're here. We got you. And uh, going, it's just a little messed up, you know? Yeah, Maybe somebody got in here. Yeah. No be, harm, no foul. Be cool, right? baby. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so they go in and they look around and the, it's the dad's, you know, condo on the beach. Right. So like dad's a fisherman hunter. He's got like shark jaws kind of laying around. He's got like weapons and there's like one item that's missing. And so the girls are like, oh, my God, somebody broke in and they were partying in here and they stole some weapons and they're going to come back. And the guys are like, or at least Ed Jr. was like, nah, my dad's a drunk. So like. He probably just got like wasted with his drinking buddies and like forgot to close the door. So it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll call him tomorrow. And like if he didn't take it with him, then I'll report it, which is like ballsy because then you just showed up to a place that who knows the last time you've been there. I also got the impression, too, that like I thought the father and the son were estranged. Like I would think that like at least that's the way they, the way they made it seem in the in the bar was like. I don't know. I got the impression that he doesn't talk to his dad. I mean, it still could be kind of that way. Because he killed his mom, like, you know, and yeah, the dad was all resentful about it, which, you know, like you do. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, being in the house, it made it sound like he, you know, knows his dad and, um, you know, knows what happens with them and whatever. So maybe they had a relationship thereafter. It's not detrimental to the story. Definitely not. Um, so from there, they just start like hanging out at the house, right? They're drinking beers. They're just chilling. Yeah. It's your typical. Okay. We found our spot. Let's, uh, let's make the best of what we got. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's, you know, you're like, it's like a cabin in the woods movie. Except yeah, instead except of a cabin, cabin in, the, in the woods, it's a condo on the beach. Yeah. There you go. Pretty much better. Better explain that way. And then so uh, right off the bat, you got the uh, the the couple that run off to go swimming. So the, right? so yeah, so like they get bored, right? I think they're playing Monopoly in the house, and um, Mike, who's like the like how um, do I don't want to describe Mike? Mike has this face where I'm like, dude, I've seen this guy in a million things, and then I look him up, and he's in nothing but this movie, and I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck is that possible? <laughs> He's just got one of those faces, but also at the same time, like he's a little bit of like the, even though he's not the leader of the group, I'll say like, you know, Ed Jr. is kind of like, it's his father's cabin or condo, you know, his father got him out there. Like he's kind of like the leader of the group. You get the impression, but Mike is more like an alpha male of the group kind of into himself he's all about like getting laid he's you know you know making it very obvious he's just there to like pound with his girlfriend you know yeah not into like playing monopoly with the group he's like yeah let's fucking let's go i was even reading that um when the group when the actors all came to set all of them like hit it off really quick they were hanging out they were like even after each one of them died off in the movie because the movie is shot chronologically I don't know if you knew that, like 
it, they shoot it in order, which is atypical of a movie, right? They'll shoot certain scenes at certain times and then they'll just put it all together in post. This one is just shot like, okay, and then this happens and then that happens and then it's the end. And so in chronological order. So as the kids start dying off, all of them are like hanging around to like watch what's happening on set, like encouraging people, like really motivate. Like they became a really tight knit group, except for Maury Lampley, who plays Mike. He was the only one that wouldn't hang around. He'd always be like at the beach getting his tan on, like didn't really care to be part of the group. And I think that character trait of himself kind of comes through in the character in the movie. All right. Not so like, not so much, but like you get the impression that this guy is just like, he's only interested in what he's interested in and that doesn't really give a shit about the rest of the group. Like I said, he just wants to get laid and like, that's it. He's just there to have a good time, drink beers and get laid. There's always that guy. There's always that guy in these movies. Yeah, Matt. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Now, if I were to place myself in in character of of horror fiction, I'm definitely not that guy. (laughs) If anyone just kidding. I would be I'd be the guy with all the sex jokes that now you know where where everyone's like, ah, this guy's a creep. Shit like that. That would be me. That's probably I'm I'm probably that guy. So him and his girlfriend, he's like, come on, let's, let's bounce. Linda, I think her name is. Yeah. And they go walking and where do they end up? Now, granted, hold on before you answer. Okay. They're at the beach. Yeah. That's what I was going to get to They're staying in a condo on the beach. Like you open the, the back door and there's the beach. So You're they on the sand of the beach that resides right there at the shoreline. <laughs> so they leave and they go exploring and where do they end and they up? They go swimming. But where do they go swimming is the question. Well at the beach, duh. No? Of course, right? No. It's a fucking pool. Where the pool came from, I don't even know. I, I don't know how they I, got I don't in even, it. I I I was not aware that this uh, supposedly this condo may have has amenities. Maybe maybe there's some kind of pool that we don't know about, but it was never suggested. Out of the clear blue, they just they're in. I think it was an indoor pool, wasn't it? It was was an indoor pool. Yeah, and it was like in a tent because you can see people walking around the outside. You Mm -hmm. see like their shadow coming through, and it's like. It's an indoor pool outdoors, but like covered by like a thin tent. Yeah. And we're not talking about a doughboy here. Like this is an actual like. No, it's like Olympic. Pool. Yeah. 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 It's got the railing. It's got the whole nine. Yeah. Ooh. You would don't think that, really like, know. <laughs> you would think that like you see the pool and you're like, oh, we should go swimming. Well, if we're going to go swimming, let's just go in the ocean, which is like. Right there. But they decided to go swimming in the pool. And what was wrong with the pool before they even got in? Uh, I must have missed that. It was was cloudy as shit because there was a bunch of chlorine in it. Like they just treated the pool. So the girl, she asked the guy, can we still go in it? Like, is it fine? And he's like, yeah, it's just chlorine. He's like, I mean, it won't kill you. And she was like, Okay, and they just got in the pool. 
famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say this much. I do know a bunch of people who, um, if they had their preference to go swimming at, at the beach and there was a pool available, I do know people that would rather swim in that pool because they're scared of what's in the ocean. So I, I, I wouldn't say I blame them much for, for jumping into the pool, even though you're beachside. I personally would choose the beach over it because you don't really get too many experiences out there. Like uh, I'm close to it. We're, we're both close to it, but not close enough, right? So when we go out to the beach, we go out to the beach. We explore everything there is to explore. This is just a couple who were like, eh, fuck the beach water. Let's jump in this pool. Yeah. I was just treated with chlorine. Um, and what's funny too is that it wasn't like so it was cloudy, but to make it look that way, they just poured a bunch of milk in the pool, like the art department. Gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't imagine what that like tasted like, or you know, like you got some in your mouth, like oh, God, it's like milky fucking water, <laughs> milky chlorinated water. Good God. So. But yeah, I think I'm one of those people where like, um, if I was their age, when I was younger in high school, I would have been down to go in the water at the beach today. No, thanks. That's just dirty as fuck. But uh, I guess it just depends on where you go. Because yeah. uh, Pearl and I went to Cancun a couple of years ago and that water was warm and clean and clear and like, fuck yeah, I'll go swimming in that beach all day long. But over here at Ventura, like I love Ventura, but the beaches is not so clean. And uh, it's here we actually get our first kill, right? Um, this is the setup for the first official murder of the film, because I would murder. argue that murder, <laughs> murder. Why is everything a murder? Remember, uh, what was that? Hot fuzz. Yeah. Oh, everyone's just murdering. Like, <laughs> why is it always murder with you? Hey, you got a mustache. <laughs> I know. <laughs> with the beard. Uh, you remember those guys, what they called them? No, there was the two detectives there. They called them the Andes because they're both in their names were both Andrew. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> remember that they, they, they got mad at my bang. They're all like, Look at their watch. Uh, have you noticed something? He's like, Yeah, I noticed we should have been at the pub about an hour ago and shit, but now we got to do overtime because of this cunt. You know, like, <laughs> Oh man! All so right. I will. I will say the first death in the movie is the mom in the beginning, but the first murder is uh, mm. what's her name? Uh, damn, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, Linda. 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 Listen, Linda. Linda dies in the pool. How does she die, Matt? Well, she she goes in like any any Christian person on Friday the Thirteenth would. She gets pulled into the water. Slowly but surely. Yeah, the lights the lights around the pool area go out, right? And the, like they're like That's right. They're like they keep going in and out, like they keep going underwater and coming up and underwater and coming up. So at a point you see somebody walking around the, the edge of the pool outside through the tent, and then the lights go out so you don't so you don't see anything. And then the dude Mike gets out of the pool to turn the lights back on and then like you don't see that shadowy figure anymore. And then they're back to swimming and then they both go underwater and then like they do this like 
where like Linda comes up out of the water a little bit. And then this hand from behind her just like pulls her back in, but it's done in like slow mm. motion, which kind of reminds me of a uh, butcher Baker nightmare maker where like the kill scene is in slow motion, I guess for dramatic effect. Yeah, exactly. Dramatic effect. Uh, the, yeah. The hands come from beneath her, not just behind her, but, but from beneath. Uh, well, this is just for the listeners. Um, yeah. She's, uh, she's floating there on her back and uh, he comes from uh, beneath her. Which kind of really made a lot of questions. Obviously, you can go for days and rap on these more movies, uh, more and more, just by like, oh, how did that happen? How did this happen? This is one of those like, how did you not notice this guy got in the pool with you? I mean, for for one thing, it's it's just well, I think it happened the when pool. the lights were out. I think that was the whole point of the lights going out. I mean, come on, no splash, no nothing. Uh, whatever but still yeah they didn't know this guy was just swimming around while yeah. gagging in the same pool they were so funny story um linda was supposed to die in the pool originally which she did okay but she was supposed to be floating and then she was supposed to be shot by a spear gun from under the water so like the the dad was under the water he shoots the spear gun and it comes up and like you know mutilates her or whatever yeah. But they couldn't get the gun to work underwater. So they were like, fuck it, just drown her. Like on the flight, I just they were like, well, then I guess let's stop bullshitting and wasting time. Just drown her and she'll die. It's fine. Yeah, why not? Hey, man, sometimes you got to make those game time decisions. I get it. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it's. It's a more personable, uh, personal de- uh, death that way. So. I'm I'm glad I'm glad I kind of went for that change. I I feel like there's a formula in these movies. You kind of start small and you work your way bigger and bigger. You know, as far as kill scenes go. Yeah, I would agree with you, um, except for the fact that I know that they tried to use a weapon to do it first, and the only reason they went with the drowning is because they couldn't make it function. So I mean, it just happened to accidentally fall into that formula. Oh, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, so, so he drowns her, right? Pulls her out of the mm-hmm. water. And, like, still, the the, the dude's still, the, the boyfriend, Mike, is still in the water, like, under the water. So he pulls um, Linda out without him knowing. Well, he's calling for her. He can't find her. And I'm like, dude, the, the pool's only so big. Well, that's after he came up out of the water and the dad had already pulled Linda out and like dragged her body away and yeah. took and took all the clothes. Yeah, I know. And dude, and he was not rushing. Like he he grabbed the he grabbed the body, pulls the body out, takes her to wherever. In the meantime, this guy's kind of dipping in, coming out, dipping in, coming out. And this is a matter of like seconds. This isn't minutes. This isn't, you know, this. This guy's just kind of floating about, you know, oh, something strange. I, you know, I can't seem to find her, but okay, you know, just keep swimming. And it, we literally see the killer's feet, you know, grabbing the clothes and everything, and or coming back to the the end of the pool and grabbing the stuff and then leaving again and stuff. And this guy still has not noticed anything strange, you know, has happened, right? So yeah. you know, he he gets out and he's looking for their clothes. He realizes their clothes aren't there. Were his? No, his were gone too because uh, the the killer starts like laying breadcrumbs for him as he comes out of the pool. Remember, so like oh, that's right. he left like, one piece of clothes here, and like it's first it's the, her clothes, right? So it's like the underwear, yeah, the bra, and then he starts walking, and then it's the bra, 
And then he starts walking again. And I think there's a point where like he thought that he had found her or whatever. He thought like she was fucking with them. And yeah, then she had like, the panties on the on the uh on the on uh, the doorknob. Uh Remember? yeah. And then he like ran into the clown that had like the hands that were like making shadows and he's like, Gotcha. And then it was a clown and he was like, Oh, you got me. Yeah, I didn't get it. That scene was weird. Yeah, it was, and like it was a lot funny. of the, the a lot of the um a lot of the uh the like the script he was like, Oh, like good 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 thing for small favors and I was like, What the fuck are you talking about? Like in the just not talking to anybody, he just says it out loud as he's like picking up clothes. Yeah, good thing for small favors. I, was, I don't know what you're saying. It was a weird scene. But eventually He's picking up the clothes and he's like, okay, I see what's going on. You know, he's picking up his clothes. He's picking up her clothes and it leads into like a garage. They get the impression. Yeah, that it's it like, like it, I want to say it's a detached garage or something like that. Uh, it it kind of makes its way into the movie. It's a, it's a scene. That, it's a place in the movie that kind of keeps coming back. Yeah. In there. So opens- well, I mean, they don't have a really big setting. They got the house or the condo, and then they got the detached garage, and that's about it. And then right. the beach, you know. So, so he opens the door, and what does he find? He, does he find her? Mm, no. I guess I don't recall. The dad like point. has like the weed whacker or chainsaw. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Some. This motorized... is where we get our second kill. Mm. Well, third technically. Uh, he just uh, literally, yeah. He opens the door. He's got some kind of motorized thing. I couldn't figure I out. Didn't what it get was a either. clear shot of what it was, but then again, clarity on these movies back then weren't always the best, so they didn't really kind of show. I, yeah, you said weed whacker. I thought it was like a rotary blade. I thought it was something. It was something, but he, yeah, he's just uh, somehow ripping into this dude's torso. Which, um, not not to mention, I I do like me some good torso kills. So, so that, that was kind of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, but the um, I will say the um, the gore, the special effects were pretty dope. Like they, you just see like his torso ripping open. There's all this like blood coming out, and it's pretty thick blood. And I thought it was funny too because the guy Matt, not Matt, uh, Mike, he was like screaming, right? He's like ah, but then like <laughs> they pan away to like the killer, and then you look back, they they pan back over to Mike, and like his face was like the face that he made was just like like. <laughs> Almost like he was yeah. like having sex, but like not making any like noise. busting a nut. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna replicate that right now. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so the killer drags both him and his girlfriend into like uh, another part of the garage, and he's got these like big fat hooks in this room, where like he's just starting to hang the bodies. Right. So he puts the girl up. He puts the guy up. And then we cut back to the condo and like the kids there are still like just playing games or whatever. I think they actually went outside, started walking on the beach looking for those two and they get rolled up on the cops. The cops, well, a cop hits them up on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Just randomly walking the beach and stuff. 
hey, you kids shouldn't be out here so late, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they were like, is it dangerous? And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, not really. It's just going to rain. You could get struck by lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be thunderstorms. So, like, don't be out here. And they're like, okay. Then they tell him about how they think somebody broke into the house, too, right? And um, so the Ed Jr. was like, yeah, and I'm the not. guy tells him, yeah, but we're just going to look into it and then we'll make a call in the morning. If yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cop was like, all right, I, I'll, I'll make a note of it. But I won't rep- like I won't file it or report it until you call me. And he's like, "All right, cool," and they peace out. But then when the cop walks back to his car, he decides to like take a look in the uh, in the condo anyways, and he calls it in. He's like, "Hey, I'm at four East, wherever," and he goes inside, or at least he tries to go inside, and the dad ends up catching up with him. Do you remember how he killed the cop? Yes, I do. Are we at that? We're at that scene already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's like uh, the the cop is just kind of about his business, moseying about, and then all of a sudden there's a there's a machete blade straight to his face. Was I, it a I machete it, blade? I thought it was like um like a two by four. No, nah, it was a machete. Uh, well, I mean that's what it looked like. It was a me- it was metal, whatever it was, but it looked like a blade of some sort to me. And and I I do remember thinking how rather odd that was that was for him to do because you know with a blade of that size you cut off limbs you know you think you just cut off a head or something but it was more than that he stabbed him in the face and i was just like god that would be very hard to do you know like uh now we're not talking about a guy that's like supernatural like jason or anything like that it's just this is just a regular guy that just went off the deep end at some point and he just you know, he he decides to just stab this guy in the face with a really fucking big blade. You know, so I just I thought it was odd. But then he used the uh, medieval axe, the missing medieval axe from the from the house, and um, cuts off the dude's head. So he did do the the decapitation, but he did it after stabbing the guy in the face. I did make a note of something on that scene that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I'll give it this: uh, is is the the positioning of the head. When it was on the ground, I thought it was kind of neat because, uh, you know, the, the cop had his flashlight and he was looking around. So they had the flashlight on the ground next to the head. The head face was facing the flashlight. So it kind of gave it that uh, that kind of, uh, I, I don't know, like that, that extra lighting to get a good look at, at, at their prop, you know. It's I had, almost uh, like. When you're camping and you're telling a ghost story and you hold the yeah, flashlight, yeah, it all face, up to your chin. It's almost, yeah, it was like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I, I just thought that was cool. Was a, I don't know if they did that on purpose or whatnot, but I mean, they are the ones that placed it, so I assume they were like, "Hey, it would look good if we did it like that," you know? And uh, yeah, so, yeah, I so think they, got, I think they did because I'm actually watching the scene at the moment, and so when the head chops off, it doesn't land in that same spot. So it's only afterwards that they reposition it. To make it look like that, but yeah, good call because like that's a, that's a pretty good dramatic effect. Yeah, and then we see the body kind of limp over and fall and stuff like that. Um, as you said, uh, good special effects for a movie back from way back when. Uh, uh, I kind of kind of makes me wonder. This would have been around those times where people would complain about controversy and stuff in this these kind of films. So it was probably one of. The, there was probably a reason why this one kind of flew under the radar for so long. Yeah, probably. Okay, so 
They're tired of dicking around outside on the beach. They're like, yeah, let's go inside. I'm getting kind of tired. And they decide to play a game called Blind Man's Bluff. Blind Man's Bluff. Now, okay, you wanted to talk is... about that, so go for it. Yeah, okay. So so I I didn't recall this game by, the, by that name, but I'll, I'll try to give you the shorts about it. All right. And they explain it in the movie. Literally, it's it's like reverse um, hide and seek. What it is is uh, everybody else goes and hides. Wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Nope. One person goes and hides, and uh, when the people the people will scatter and they'll go look for that person. But when the people find them, they have to stay there. Now, the way I learned it is you have to keep within touch or contact of that person. So. Uh, here is the thing is I used to work up in the mountains. No, I wasn't a cabin counselor, like on Friday the 13th, but I was an outdoor science school uh, instructor. Uh, so, you know, schools would come up for a week and their children would come up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, me and my, my uh, coworkers would be there from Monday to fr- through Friday. So room and board was taken care of. So on the weekends, we would just camp out most of the time. So this is one of those nights. This was like a Friday night, Saturday night, and we were, I think we were in Joshua Tree or something. Wherever we were, it was pitch black, like pitch black. Like, and so when we're playing this game and I learned the rules, I was like, oh, great. Play drunk? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, dude. I had a drink in my hand. We all had drinks in our hands. We had joints in our, it was was good good times. I decided everyone else is looking for their spots. Like, we're talking under tree stumps. I was like, man, these guys are finding some good spots. I'm like, where the fuck am I going to hide, right? I was like, I need to do something clever. And I was like, wait a second. I'm like looking at where I'm at, and I'm like, I know that when I was away from this spot, I couldn't see Dick in front of me. I'm like, I'm just going to hide right here. I'm in a meadow, and there's nothing. There's no trees blocking me, no nothing. I am literally standing like in the middle of a meadow there's like if it was daylight there's no way you would see me standing there i'd look like a fucking scarecrow right but i'm like oh my god it's so pitch black they can't see me so i'm here holding my drink and i'm trying so hard not to laugh i got people (laughs) like right there in front of me passing me by and i'm like Like, and it's funny because these people are like right up close to you. So eventually I feel a hand touch me on the back. And I forgot who it was, but this guy, he's already cracking up because he knows. He, he's like, this is the stupidest hiding spot, but oh my God, it's working. Right? So somebody finds him. They all, I got like three guys on me at some point and we're all just cracking up because these people's faces are like right here in front of us. We're like, how the fuck do you not see it? Well, we, we eventually, you know, it got down to the last person and they eventually found us. But yeah, this is the same game they were playing on there. Um, so they had one person go hide. The rest of them would go and drink a beer outside and it was the same concept. They would hide, and then they, whenever they found that person, they would stay where that person's at till it's like the last man standing. Yeah, so and I, I, I thought I'd bring that up because it was a fun, fun little tidbit. And like, only towards the end of the scene is where like you find out that the dad had like crept into the house and he was about to like do something, and then um, the last one to find the whole group is Ed Junior, and he turns on all the lights and gives them beers, and like the dad scurries away. So it's like okay, if nothing happened in this whole sequence, like, why are you showing me this? 
I'm now yeah, I'm just watching now I'm just watching kids play hide and seek. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's almost like they had to fill the time for something. So after the game, they're like, all right, pretty beat, tired. Um Ralph and uh his girlfriend go into the room um and then Ed Jr. and his girlfriend, Pam, decide to sleep in separate rooms because Pam's not that kind of girl. She's trying to save it. Well, they they were in the same room. They just weren't undressed. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Because he was trying to take off his pants, right? And she was all like, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Here's the thing is whether you're going to do that or not, the pants are still coming off. Right. I'm sorry. I, I ain't going to be sleeping in my clothes. Right. <laughs> so, so, um, Ralph's girlfriend, damn, what was her name? Hold up. Uh, Sue is like, Hey, we didn't lock any of the doors and somebody was in this house before we got here and Mike and Linda are still missing. Like, can you go lock up? And he's like, well, if I lock up, then Mike and Linda can't get in. She was like, oh yeah, well then go look for them. And he's like, fuck. All right. Guess if I have to, and she's like, "If you go, I'll show you something later." And she so like starts to undress, and he's like, "They do that whole thing where like they speed up the time on the film to make it look like he's like scurrying away, and they play some like music to make it, you know, just give it that effect of like, you know, comical, like he's gonna run away." And I don't know, I thought it was kind of dumb. Uh, but he goes out and he starts looking for everybody, and he doesn't come back. And then uh, Sue starts tripping. She's like, dude, where is this guy? And what we f- we see with um, Ralph is that he ends up walking in the garage thinking that um, Mike and Linda are in there. And he's like talking to himself for like five minutes. He's like, hey, you guys, come on, let's go. And like, look at it. Over. Like no one's responding to him. But he thinks that like they're in there just ignoring him banging away and so he starts snooping around looking through you know in the doors and then he opens uh a door and what does he find this is uh in the detached garage right yeah okay yeah yeah he opens the door uh like you said he wanted to pull that trick with the nail and he's like yeah maybe i shouldn't and then he opens the door and he finds our killer with a pitchfork yep and where does that pitchfork go Straight through his neck. Oh, that was a cool so kill scene. I'm good. not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I really, I really did like that one. So, it's funny too because if you were to take like what we're taking in context right now, it almost sounds like we're talking about the game of Clue and shit. Like, yo, he was in the closet with a pitchfork. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it Ralph was cool, in dude. the closet with the pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he gets Ralph, um, and he he pretty much does like a Michael Myers kill. I feel like there's an ode to a lot of things in here. Does like a mile micro Michael Myers pin up to the wall kind of thing and stuff and uh, stuck him to the door and yeah. uh, lets the door close and we also find out at this point that's where all the rest of the bodies have been right yeah and it's funny you say that there's some Michael Myers vibes to it because I said in the beginning there were some Jason vibes to it because as the kids are kind of moving around the house and in the dark like you get that like. <sighs> 
Yeah, like, there was something very similar to that, and you're right. Yeah, it, it kind of it follows the formula of the uh, stalker killer because uh, Jason was the same thing too. Like he sat there and watched all his victims before he killed them anyway. Right. So it follows those patterns. So Sue gets up because uh, Ralph hasn't come back, and she goes outside and she's looking around. She can't find anybody, or you know, everybody that leaves doesn't come back. She's figuring that out at this point. So she comes back into the house and wakes up uh, Pam and Ed Jr. And she's like, hey, people are missing. They leave. They don't come back. Help me find um, all these people. And uh, Pam's like, yeah, totally, totally. Let's do it. And she wakes up Ed. And Ed's like, dude, like the only thing worse than you not sleeping with me is like not letting me get sleep. And I was like, what a dick. (laughs) Right? It's like, fuck, I'm not getting laid. So let me sleep. What the fuck? (laughs) So they get up, they turn on all the lights. Um, Sue's getting dressed. And while they're like scrambling to get ready to leave, Pam sees like a shadowy figure um, kind of down the ways. And she's like, oh, my God, someone's here. Like, fuck this place. Let's get out of here, which is like the first sensical thing anybody has said the whole movie. And even um, Sue was like, dude, we can't leave with all these like we haven't found everybody. And she was like, dude, watch me leave like I'm fucking out. And so they decide to bounce. But when they do, um, they're split up a little bit. And um, they decide to go separate, which is always come on, guys. It's, It's always the worst possible plan. And also, there's an uneven number of people. You're yeah. like, okay, you two go this way. I'll go meet you the other way. It's the guy. The guy was going to take the brave route and he'd be like, you two girls stick together. I'll go this way by myself and we'll, we'll meet around. You know, and then the, the other girl was all like, no, you guys stay together. I'll take it. And it's like, come on. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're just I know who's dying out. next. <laughs> and that didn't take long, did it? I know it's back in. Backing away to the corner, and he was just sitting there, right there, you know, the the side of the house. He wasn't even trying to hide. He's just like, "Huh, she's gonna walk right into me, no problem." (laughs) And he like grabs her by the throat, the same way like the Undertaker would before he like, you know, choke slam somebody to the mat. Oh yeah. And like he picks her up, and like he's like choking her, and it makes it look like she's like losing her energy, and like she's just starting to pass out. And he like clears this like workbench of all his clutter and lays her down there and he reaches for a weapon. What does he reach for Matt? He's got that hook. I, the guy described it before. It's like that giant hook kind of like, kind of like what the guy on was it urban legend? No, it was, I know what you did last summer. Kind of like, kind of something like that. Similar to that. Well, yeah, it's, it's like a hook on a spear though. It's, it's good for like hooking big fish and stuff like that. It's, it's, it is reminiscent of like a hook that you would put on a fishing pole that you would bait to throw in the ocean to fish, except that it's like, it looks like a, a carrot top size prop. Like it's fucking huge. Yeah. It's like a thousand times bigger than your normal. hook. Yeah. And yeah. what does he put on the hook? Her. And how does he do that? There, there I say, okay, so cool scene i will admit this uh that was a really cool kill he 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 puts her up on the workbench and stuff 
And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, what is he going to do? What is he going to do, right? I'm thinking he's going to just like, well, you know, what you would typically do to fish, you're going to gutter. But I was like, there's nothing else. I, you know, he's not going to go the route. I think he, he went that route. He went that route. He, he stuck the hook straight up or snatch and fucking hooked her like from the bottom of the stomach up and uh, just ripped into her. Like, yeah, dude, it was gnarly. It, I was just like, all right, I'll give it to this movie right there. That was yeah. probably the ultimate kill. Uh, you know, that was that was the good one. Uh, yeah. OK, uh, I would challenge it later. But uh, yes. Yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll give it that. And so they cut away. Right. So like she's she's um, presumed dead. And then they show um, Ed Jr. and uh, Pam coming to like find her in that shed, but she doesn't have the hook in her anymore. I don't know if you saw that. Like when they find her, she, she doesn't have that hook in her anymore, but no, no, he had to take it out. But then her, like her head's decapitated (laughs) and she looked decayed. I was like, I think they went a little bit too hard on the makeup with that, but, um, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause he cut off her head after he hooked. Yeah. So, uh, Ed Jr. And Pam, they find her, um, spear or the uh, hook is taken out of her. And her head's cut off and they start to freak out. And Pam's like, cover it up, cover it up. Like, I don't want to see it. And like the dude is like scrambling to try to find something to like cover the body with. And there was this little fucking towel on the door. And I was like, watch him grab that shit. Watch him try to like take this little fucking hand towel and try to cover this dead body. with it. <laughs> but instead he opens the door. And when he opens the door, what does he find? This is the big reveal. This is the this is the the stuff that we always see at everyone. You now run into the one spot where all the corpses are at, and he gets to see all of his friends all at once. Like, oh, found that's him. where everyone was. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like they were having a better party than we were, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So then they he starts freaking out. She starts freaking out even more. She's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so this is the part where um, the killer walks in and I'll, I'll keep calling him the killer until the part where Ed realizes it's his dad. So he kind of walks in all shadowy. You can't really tell. And Ed tries to like Ed Jr. tries to like take him out. And the killer like ends up like punching him and knocking him down and out. And so like he's getting ready to like drag the body away. And Pam found the knife and just like, you know made that stabbing motion like she like, was in stabbing ready I like position. how they focused in on the knife right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like everyone like, look yeah sharp knife sharp in her blade. hand yeah. <laughs> this is like one of those blades that you would use to actually you know like cut cut like in an animal's body and stuff to take out the insides mm-hmm. and stuff like that like it's like one knife. of those knives yeah yeah so she runs up to him jabs it in his chest and then like I maybe kind of twisted a little bit. I don't know. But like still at this point, the dad has not said one fucking word, even though he's like just stabbed in the heart or in the chest and is in full pain. So like, um, she, she gets him to like, I don't know what did she, did he pass out or I think he passes out. He drops to the floor and yeah. we're, you know, you know how these movies go. We're, we're, we're to assume that, He's quote unquote gone. Like this is it. Like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, she got him. 
you know oh, happily all, ever after mm-hmm. yeah we all know how this it, it's actually funny uh when i was thinking about that scene too uh, it reminded me of, of the movie scream you know when they were talking that guy was all like oh this is the part where the killer wakes back up and stuff <laughs> and goes in for one last scare and then yeah. like he does and then she shoots him she's all not in my movie but i was like thinking i don't know what this all came to be when i saw that part but i was thinking i was like freaking nev campbell right she, yeah. Well, yeah, she's all like, not in my movie. Well, it did happen in your movie, bitch. He still fucking did it. You just <laughs> shot him. Yeah, you didn't stop him from getting back up. Right, anyways, right. that was funny. Funny little tidbit. But yeah, it was one of those moments you, you see the killer drop and it's like all supposedly as well. Like, you know, um uh, the 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 um as as they were struggling the uh the killer had that um that medieval blade and the way i can describe it is it, it's it's a it's an axe it's like a war axe but it's also got kind of like a spear in at the bottom of it mm-hmm. uh i remember when he was struggling with uh um what did you say his name was er- ed, jr. ed jr okay when he's struggling with ed jr um the guy uses that spear part to jam into his leg so now these kids are all beat up and stuff and he's on the ground and he they're limping away and we're thinking they're they're about to make their escape they get into the car car's not working now i like i do like the fact that they did pay attention to detail um you know how often you get these movies where suddenly the car's just not working when they need it to uh this was one of those ones they they showed at the beginning that it had sputtering problems oh yeah yeah take off that's right yeah during the opening sequence with the song and the titles and everything they had pulled over at some gas station no it was before they even left the the building when they picked up their friends they're about to leave no and that's when they no yeah he's all like hey let's just start drinking or whatever they started drinking right there and they picked them up oh that's right what happens Mm -hmm. is that the gas station is like it's smoking from under the hood and somehow oh, they just see, I must have missed that part. They magically fixed it somehow. And I was like, there's <laughs> they didn't even show like a mechanic or like them haggling <laughs> over price. It was just like, uh, ah, I looked at it and it works now. It's like, oh, okay. So yeah, there was both those parts. Yeah, so she's uh But it's know. also worth mentioning too, there's yeah, Ed is wounded. I forgot to mention that there's like he's got stabbed in the leg. Yeah, no, I brought it brought it up. You know, oh. we got stabbed by the the spear end of that that oh yeah he jammed it into his leg so he's bleeding away in the car she's trying to turn it on you know um it's not turning over and he's all like i'll leave it alone you're gonna flood it blah 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 so i'll give it a second they tie they dress his wound um and uh does he tell her to turn on or off the lights because it's weird to me turn she she kept pumping the gas and trying to turn the car on Mm-hmm. And like he yelled at her, he's like, "Dude, you flooded it! Like, stop doing that!" And then he realized, like, you know, she's panicking, and him yelling yeah. at her doesn't work. He's so trying he's to like, calm her down. All right, and stuff. he's like, "Just give it a couple minutes. Like, it'll be fine." And then he tells her, "Turn off the lights to save the battery." But she turns them on. Well, I That's think what that happened that... was, she, yeah, she they were on, and then she turned them off and turned them back on again. I don't know why that was a weird sequence, but then like yeah. she noticed that. I, I think like, it's just trying to say that that women don't know how to operate cars. I'm not saying that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm just saying that's what I think the the mentality was there. No, I just I she probably just didn't know what the fuck she was doing. 
but uh yeah but it, then the body's yeah, not that, there anymore yeah it brought in the big reveal that oh no the killer is not where he was um which uh we already knew that i think uh there was a tidbit as they were uh talking amongst each other we actually see the non-discreet guy like floating by the window yeah. and stuff we're all like oh there he is about to crawl up onto the car yeah and, and then, then he, he does then he does and he uses that same axe to like carve through the roof of the car yeah because it's a convertible canvas top so it's not like you know like you know metal or anything like yeah. that he starts puncturing through and this is where we get the most intense acting that this guy has right he's like, oh my god he's gonna get us like <laughs> you're talking about ed jr yeah he's also getting choked out at the same time so like yeah. well no, no no it was before that it was uh, like when he's all like turn on the car turn on the car he's like he's oh yeah yeah he's like, get us like the, that. yeah he's, that's right I noticed that too that he was like he was like grinding his teeth kind of like talking well, through his, his teeth. Like all right. Uh, yeah, give the guy give the guy a fake Oscar, but whatever. <laughs> no. I think they're called uh, uh raspberries, right? I guess sure why not. But yeah, yeah, like you said at this point he was Razzies. crawling up onto the Razzies. roof uh you know that the killer gets in um gets his hand in there, he, he has him by the neck and uh uh, I actually don't really recall what, what? was going on from there. What? Wait, wait, hold on. How, did, how does how does Pam get him to stop choking Ed Junior out? Oh, all right, the trusty cigarette lighter in the car, <sighs> the those. one that we never see in cars anymore. Rip. So yeah, she. So for all you kids at home, there used to be a cigarette lighter in your car. And uh, that would be usually by the ashtray when your car had an ashtray as well. Um, you you push it in and it kind of uh, it heats up for a little bit and it pops out when it's ready to go. And when you expose it, it's got a, a red, like a just red metal. Like, you know, it's fiery hot. Don't touch yeah. it. It's fucking crazy hot. So she what was the first that. thing that she did when she pulled it out? Oh, she she stuck it into his hand. No, right? she dropped it. Oh, she dropped. Yeah, it was one of those. Intense <laughs> but to be scenes. fair, like, oh, she bitch, you're fucking this up already. I remember <laughs> these things are kind of timed, you know, like so they kind of go out after so many seconds and stuff. So it's like one of those. Oh shit, is she gonna get it in time to yeah. burn them and stuff? You know. <laughs> well, she does, and then she gets it in his hand. I will say. That hand wound looked pretty fucked up, you know? Like, uh, yeah, and the, the way that they shot it was weird, too, because so they're shooting the scene where, like, he's choking out Ed Jr., but then when they go to do, like, the effect where she applies the lighter to the hand, there you can tell he's not putting any force or grip in, in around Ed's neck. And Ed's yeah, just okay, kinda I like, notice that. He's just kind of like standing, like he's like sitting there, you know, waiting for the effect to take place and he's not moving his head or making any sound. So it's just like, okay, now hold still and we're going to, we're going to mash this lighter into his hand. Yeah. All right. It's a prosthetic hand and like, okay, now it's happened. Okay. Now you can let go and you can go back to like pretending you're being choked. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, There's one, one little thing I didn't notice about that. All right. Oh, it was. I noticed the same thing too when, like, uh, he cleared the workbench to lay that girl down before he put the hook in her, which was like, 
he like laid her down very properly, like very carefully, you know, so he wouldn't yeah. like hurt her. And I'm like, okay, you need to make it a little bit more convincing than that. I get what you're doing, but like, come on, like get into it a little bit. But and yeah, it's the magic I, of I'd like to get back to that too, that same scene, because I also, the one thing I did forget to bring up, this is that point where they split up and stuff, right? So that means they're just going around the building on this side and this side. And you're telling me they didn't hear all that commotion of him just <laughs> yeah. like pushing everything off the workbench, hammers, nails, all kinds of shit. He just drops it all over there and stuff. There's not one um, person who heard all that I'll shit. I'll give happen. them the benefit of the doubt that the crashing waves in the background with them being on the beach kind of drowns that out. Maybe if they're hearing from the same non ultra HD audio <laughs> that they had through those cameras now back then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just a little tidbit. Okay. Whatever, but... So she burns the dude's hand. He lets go. He mm -hmm. like releases and kind of falls back on the car. We see the cops show up. She's like, they're here. They're here. Look over there. The cops are here. And he's like, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. And she's, she turns the car on. And what does she do? Which way does she go? She reverses it. Yes. And she reverses it straight into a, a brick wall, which I'm sorry, very badly placed brick wall. Like, they, <laughs> or, at least the guys who put that shit together should be ashamed of it. It was like there was no mortar there at all. It was just, it crumbled. First thing when this car hit it. Now, I guess we're, we're meant to believe she hit it so hard that she just broke the wall that open, is the intent but, yeah yeah but, but like, it literally looked like they they took like half a day okay like we we bought all these cinder blocks uh you know it, it's the new guy right you know like hey you know you gotta you gotta pay your dues man you gotta build this wall for us we're gonna need it by 8 p.m tonight i'll <laughs> i'll go one further and say that uh i think those things were made of like styrofoam or like cardboard like they just move so easy <laughs> You like know, that would actually make a lot of sense yeah. just that they didn't hurt anybody during the scene. So, yeah, yeah. probably. But um, this, so, is, this so is she backs him into the wall. My second favorite death. Right. So this is the death of the killer. And mm. and the car smashes him into the wall. And this is where Ed Jr. looks back and realizes, oh, my God, it's my dad. And we're like, yeah, yeah I know. Very We've known that since like <laughs> the beginning of you getting to the beach house. I swear. That, and that's what I was saying earlier. We're like, you just spoiled the whole movie for me because I already know that this is the dad. Like, come on. Dude, I, sw I swear I was thinking that same shit. It's like, uh, come well i mean and too like he, they were they were fighting each other face to face in that detached garage yeah you me that whole time like you didn't get a little like dad right. vibes off that guy like right wait a second you look familiar to me yeah. i, I would have thought that would have played a role but apparently it didn't so um one of the cops just shows up on the side of the car and he's like just like Cal calm as shit like hey oh, pull uh, forward my, yeah well also didn't didn't his partner get murdered too? Uh, 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 no. So, so this cop shows up and he's at the passenger door and he looks at uh, yeah, the car he's and he's like, Hey, pull in. forward. And so they pull <laughs> forward. And then this is where we see that the car is actually split like Darth Maul style, the killer in half. He cut, it cut the dad in half. So like you see the lower torso, like the legs and shit kind of fall down. You see all the blood and guts spill out. And then, and then you say to yourself, that's where all the money went. Hell yeah. Right there. <laughs> and that whole sequence, that whole thing was shot in like one night. Like they, they, they did it all in like 
just one take, almost like one take, and they were like, all right, cool, done. Like, they just shot it all in one night. That's what it seems like, yeah. And so the cop came over to the back to check out what was happening, and, it, you know, the body is detached at this point, like, by, like, lots of feet. And the upper torso, stomach all the way up, like, the, the dad wakes back up, grabs the cop by the leg, and then takes the axe and, like, chops Hacks off his yeah. leg at the knee the dude falls over and he's like holding a stump that's all bloody and like gory and the dad starts laughing and then he puts the the axe like he's he like um stands it in the sand and then falls uh-huh. over and dies and there we have and it. that's it <laughs> the credits start rolling no no that's no they, oh no, that's right, that's right. Yeah, there was a little, little tidbit at the very end. Yeah, which... so the Ed Junior wakes up at the hospital and he walks across the hall and he walks into Pam's room and she's just like standing there or she's sitting there like staring at the sun coming up and then like he looks at the sun coming up and it's like a shot from behind of them just like staring out the window at the dawn of a new day, and now the credits roll and we get our theme song again and they're showing all the actors it was almost like a blooper reel too in the beginning because they show the dad choking out the kid to the point where like he starts laughing and then the dad starts laughing and they're like ah that was so funny the way that i was pretending to murder my son and the whole time that uh, fall break uh, theme song is playing we're going on a fall break and uh yeah it was just fucking weird man but I loved it. The music was definitely out of place. Oh my god! <laughs> We're going on a, a ball break. It was the square peg in um, the round hole for sure. But I, loved I would it. definitely say that this one was definitely one of those originals that kind of st- stands out in, in the uh, in in the wave of slasher films at, at for its time. Well, most uh, people like of all the stuff that I read about it online, most people are like, "Look, you get that that typical trope of like." you know, teenagers that are getting picked off one by one in an isolated place where there's no help. But what makes this one stand out a little bit more than all the other ones uh, is the gore and like the, the style of the killings. Yeah. Uh, definitely a little with. more artistic than a lot of them. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of big names in, in, in the, in these slasher genres and stuff like that, but not all of them deliver. Um, I do believe this one did. Uh, I, I kind of think it's 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 kind of like a balance. Sometimes you get a good story versus eh, mediocre kills and stuff, or you get really good kills with a pretty bad script, one that wasn't really put together too well. And I think this is one of those kind of like they really did focus more on the. Uh, I mean, they they tried to do a lot of focus on uh, placement, like why the killer was the killer and stuff like that. They did a good job uh, placing that. Um, and like you said, the kill scenes were great. Uh, the special effects were great, too. They even uh, mentioned earlier when they were first kind of arriving to the condo where like he was commenting about Ed Jr. was commenting about how his dad's like a big hunter. And even in the beginning yeah. scene, like he comes home with like, pheasants or like something over his shoulder so you get the with all the guns and him coming in with like you know wild game or whatever like you get the impression he's a hunter they show the big shark teeth in the condo and is like yeah my dad's a hunter he's hunted everything except for the most dangerous sport or whatever which is meant to insinuate like hunting man is like the most dangerous thing so 
Mm. Yeah. So this was his way of like kill getting back mm. at his son for killing his wife and killing his friends is you know just being... might as well get the hunt on while I'm at it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 one hunt that I haven't done before. So as I mentioned, the sequel for this movie is coming out this year. It's not yet rated, uh, nor is there a release date, but there's a trailer for it. Fangoria released a trailer for it last year, so you can go to YouTube, Mutilator 2 trailer. You can check it out. From what I can tell, it, um, there are people in the movie from the first one who are playing themselves in the second one. Um, the only person who's not playing himself is the dad, and I don't know if that's because he's dead or actually let's take a look uh, he doesn't have a no it doesn't look like he's dead so i don't know why he's not in it probably because he's or too maybe old. he just makes a cameo at some point they probably uh, just don't have him uh registered in there maybe maybe uh he was in something called fall break the making of the mutilator from 2016 where he plays himself but he is at least not yet credited in the sequel so uh, but i get the impression that like it's a documentary on the first one where the actors are playing themselves and it takes place in Atlantic beach where the first one took place. And so like, I think it's just like, um, kind of like new nightmare where like it just kind of meta where like the, where, where it's a reality movie within but then, a horror like, movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, the inception it's just layers and shit. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Not sure if it's slated for theatrical release. Not sure that I would go watch it in the theaters, but if I can get it on digital, I'll totally watch it. Yeah, yeah, it'd definitely be a good watch, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, that was a, you know, a pr pretty entertaining movie. Also, you know, this isn't the first time they would do a sequel that way, by the way. Um, well, not really a sequel. I, I, I just wanted to... to throwing this little tidbit uh the the town that dreaded sundown was another pretty famous slasher movie of, of the this time um um also had some backstory to it revealing that it was actually based off um, some true mm. killings and stuff like that um but there interestingly enough there was a remake of the tr town that dreaded sundown that wasn't too bad i remember watching it thinking it was pretty good and it was about somebody, what was it? It was, it was like a reboot where the original movie did exist, but there was a copycat killer killing people in the same ways. I thought it was very interesting because I watched this uh, documentary about these people that like to go and follow like, uh, serial killers and stuff like that i really can't remember them offhand they did the cropsy uh the cropsy killer movie um and then they they followed up with this because there's just more information about stuff like that we we knew about and they were actually talking about uh talking to police officers at the time that were involved in in those murders the texarkana murders and stuff and um they were talking about how somebody was rebooting the movie making it with uh, the original movie yeah this is one of those things though like you said like players i thought it was pretty neat but anyways, yeah almost that, like that, uh scream 2 right where like scream is yeah. supposed to take place in a reality and then scream 2 like they're they made a movie of the scream story called stab yeah, stab yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cue theme music. All right, man. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Um, yeah, man. We'll have to figure out the next one. So, Absolutely. Uh, um, it was a fun ride again. So, as always. Yeah, you guys, please keep tuning in and uh, we'll keep bringing them out there for you. Find us on Instagram at mutantcityhorror.com. Email the show mutantcityhorror at gmail. Wait, hold on. Find us on Instagram at mutantcityhorror. <laughs> Email the show mutantcityhorror at gmail.com. And if for some reason you're listening to this um, outside of Spotify, find us on Spotify. It's weird if you're not listening through Spotify because it's the only place I post. All right, everybody. Thank yeah. you. Matthew, right. see you next time, man. Absolutely. You have a good night, my friend.